Hello, my name is Meg Joyner, and I want to tell you the story of how my family came to know and love the children at Save Our Kids. My sister, Mary Michael, went to Guyana in the summer of 2005 on a medical mission trip with our church. She was in nursing school at that time and was able to serve on the medical team in assisting the doctors. The team worked in partnership with Save Our Kids and Mary Michael began to form close relationships with many of the kids at the home. She came home with a passion for the people of Guyana and a love for the children at Save Our Kids. Mary Michael raised money the following summer to be able to return to Guyana and serve in the medical clinics again in 2006. By the summer of 2007, Mary Michael had shared so many stories that I was ready to go help serve in Guyana as well. My cousins, Jake and Mallory, also went with us that summer. The four of us developed a very special bond with three of the children at the orphanage, Davika, Amy, and Brian. These three siblings were drawn to our family just as our family was drawn to them. Our church has now established a solid relationship with Save Our Kids and with many churches in Guyana, and Mary Michael has been able to go back to Guyana every summer since 2005 and serve on the medical team. In 2009, my cousin Mallory and I spent a month serving at the Save Our Kids home. When we returned home, my parents, Mike and Becky, were moved by the pictures and stories we shared with them and began to talk about adopting some of the kids from the home. It only made sense to consider adopting the three children our family had already built a special relationship with. My parents plan on traveling to Guyana this summer and spending several weeks getting to know the kids on a more personal level. My mom and dad are both teachers at a Christian school and have a love and passion for children. We hope and pray that the Lord will allow this adoption to take place so that these three kids we know and love will become a part of our family. They would be surrounded by siblings and cousins and parents and grandparents who would love and care for them. We would love to be able to take Brian, Amy, and Davica and travel back to Guyana as a family and continue to serve with our church. Our family has literally watched these three kids grow up, and we have loved them deeply these past five years. It would be our honor and privilege to take them back to be a part of our family for all their many years to come. Good morning. Welcome. We're glad that you're here this morning. It's great to be with God's people, God's family, 
the adopted children of God uh, as we gather in God's name today. And we welcome you. Uh, we welcome our, our visitors, our guests especially. You're very much, uh, very important to us. And if you're a first-time guest, uh, we would like to invite you to stop by our hospitality table on our way out. We have a little gift that we would give, uh, like to give to you this morning. A few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. Uh, first of all, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets that are on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that out and to fill it out uh, as, and give us as much information as you feel comfortable giving to us. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter, be sure to put your email address on there. And uh, we, we send that out every Thursday, and it has a lot of information about uh, what's going on at Community Baptist Church uh, um, uh, opportunities for service and fellowship and worship that we have here at Community. And you, if you would like to know that, know those things, and keep abreast of that, please put your email address on there, and we'll get you on that list. A uh, few things that are happening. Uh, choir practice will resume today at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And we are recruiting new choir members. So if you would like to, uh, to sing and make a joyful noise to the Lord, uh, then come and join our choir uh, beginning today at 5 o'clock. Um, we, we did have planned on Tuesday a joy lunch outing uh, to Morgan Field, to the museum down there, uh, but that has been postponed or canceled for, for right now, um, and we'll pick that up at another time. So we will not be doing that on Tuesday as scheduled. Uh, but you can look forward to July the 22nd. Uh, we have uh, reserved Aqua City for a swimming outing, a swim outing, and uh, so put that on your calendar, and we'll have that time uh, uh, to have a time of fellowship uh, on July the 22nd at Aqua City. And also, let me let you know that if, if you don't know um, so far, that all of our Wednesday activities, um, we're not having any Wednesday activities during the month of July. Uh, a lot of people are out of town, and a lot of things are going on, and so we decided just we'll just take it off uh, for the month of July, and we'll pick it up uh, running hard on first uh, of August, and um, and uh, and start a, a good tr a good new year beginning in in August. There, um, we're glad that you're here. It's great to be here, and we're talking about adoption today. And you know, with these worship services. We plan and we plan and we plan, and sometimes God just kind of outplans us. You know that? And God uh, throws things in that are uh, precipitous or providential, if you will, uh, to, to help make our point. And today, we have a special guest. Kamora is here with us, who is a newly adopted child. Uh, this is Jerry and, and Adele's newly adopted grandbaby. And the adoption was uh, finalized on Valentine's Day. What a great day. Welcome, Kimora. <laughs> the video that you saw just a moment ago, um, it's a video of a, a family that are friends of mine, or longtime friends of mine. And um, we will be doing a Skype interview with them a little later in the service. So you won't see me. I'm going to be at the back of the sanctuary hooking up to the computer. Uh, but you will see them on the screen, hopefully. This is technologically, this is a little difficult. And we, it, 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 we've had a, little, a few little blips along the way. But I think we got everything worked out. And it worked pretty good with our trial run. 
So I hope this is going to work. Pray for no gremlins in our technology here, okay? Let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Let's share the love of God with one another. Now is the time to It's a new one, and I wanted to familiarize everybody with it because we plan on doing it in the future. I notice all the children are already down here, so they're ready to go. We'll just do this real quick, a chorus and a, a verse, so uh, you'll recognize it when we end up trying it next uh, next few weeks. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, my soul, worship his home. 
Okay, we have some of the children up here. Are there any other children out there that need to come up for the children's moment? If you're, if you're there, some come on up, children, for our children's moment. Mr. John's up here. Come on down. That well, huh? Yeah, we're hot. All right. Well, I love music. And I really appreciated that song. Tim did a really good job. I tell you what, can I share a song with you? Will you let me? You all like this. Come on, follow me. Come on. I want you to, I want you to get a good look at this, okay? Y'all sit right up here on the front row, okay? Let me scoot that down. Make room, okay? Y'all look up there at the screen, and I want you to enjoy this, okay? Yes. Oh, there's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, seven, eight, eighteen. We use all the big rig. Everybody, here we go. Oh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, seven, eight, eighteen. We use all the big rig. And they're rolling, 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 rolling. Okay, let's back them up. Here we go. Oh, there's eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, four, six, five, four, three, two, one. We use all the big rig. Okay, just the even numbers. Oh. Oh, there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen wheels on a big ring. Yeah. And they're rolling, 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 rolling. Okay, just the odd numbers. Here we go. Oh, there's one, three, 
Oh, you're so smart in math, yeah. Okay, well, how about, how about uh, Roman numerals, Mr. Smart Bob? Oh, there's I, 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 Thank you, John. Leave it to John to uh, come up with something deep and theological. <laughs> Love you, brother. <laughs> we have uh, many treats here today, um, a lot of things going on. And, and among our, our treats, we will have in a few moments uh, Betty Normant, who will come and, and sing for us. Um, on a hill far away, and so we look forward to that, and we appreciate your, your ministry to us, Betty. Let us join uh, together in our responsive reading, printed in your worship folder and on the screen. We have taught ourselves well, O Lord, how to act like adults in worship, except for John, of course. But let us not forget that we are also your children. And like children, we bring our love to you, offering it unashamedly, unreservedly. Thank you, God, for bringing us into your family. Amen.
please be seated. Our scripture today is from Ephesians. Okay. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 14. Is this right? <laughs> okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ, and as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. This is the word of God.
Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we know that this religion is very simple, that you're within us at all times. You try to direct us, and you have given us a place to be a part of that direction. We ask that you open the hearts of each and every one of us, and those even standing outside, to accept you and to share that which you have given to us in the form of the finances that we have. Having been on the finance committee for many years, we know the struggles that always have. But you have seemed to help us, even along the way. Open our hearts, our minds, and let us know that you're here today. For through you we do pray. Amen.
I'd like to introduce to you some longtime friends of mine, uh, Mike and Becky Joyner. Uh, Mike and Becky and I were raised together, attending the, the same church at all of our young lives at uh, First Baptist Church of Griffin, Georgia. As a matter of fact, uh, Mike's mom and dad were volunteers with our uh, youth program there when we were coming up, and they had a, a great deal of influence on my life, and we have a lot of good history together. Uh, Becky was a part of that coming up as well and attended Berry College while I was there. Uh, and Mike went to some other school called Auburn. Um, Mike became a, an air traffic controller and, and has now retired from that. Uh, Becky is a second grade, second grade, right? Second grade school teacher um, at Landmark Christian School, has been there for many years, and now. After retiring, uh, Mike has uh, started teaching guitar to students at Landmark and, and how to lead worship um, with, a, with a praise band. Uh, did they really pay you for that? He also is the instrumental director and uh, plays in the praise band in his own church at Dogwood Church. Um, Mike has also fulfilled the lifelong uh, dream of opening his own uh, music studio, and about a year ago, the desire of the video that we saw at the uh, first part of the worship service became a reality as Mike and Becky successfully adopted Davey, Brian, and Amy uh, from an orphanage in Guyana, and now that they are here, go ahead and plug them in, now that they are here, uh, now they are here by Skype and uh, want to tell us a little bit about that, so let's welcome Mike and Becky Joyner. Hey. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, you, you are here uh, with with us at Community Baptist Church, and, and you can't see them, but they see you on the screen here. Uh, we're in a big arena. There's about 10,000 people here. <laughs> Sorry. And all you get to see is you? Uh, no, all you get to see is me. <laughs> all right. We're, we're glad to have you with us today. Um, but but here here's what I want to ask you. Mike. Becky, you know, we were raised together, and that means I know how old you are. <laughs> uh, you're just a little younger than I am. I think you're probably around 53 years old. Uh, Meg and uh, Mary Michael are your uh, older two children, um, biological right. children, and they're pretty much grown. As a matter of fact, I hear that one of them is um, engaged now. That's right. Getting married, getting married August, August 5th. 5th. Getting married August the 5th, so that's right around the corner, and uh, and so they're 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 about grown, right? Yeah. Right. So Hopefully. so for for a lot of people, it's um, it's about time to be thinking about being empty nesters, uh, and it's time to relax and enjoy your the fruit of your labor. You've you've retired from uh, being an air traffic controller, so the question I have for you is, what in the world are you thinking? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Tim, uh, a, a few years back, as you, you know, I've had some health issues. I had heart problems, had surgery for that. I had a brain cyst, and I had surgery for that. And, you know, we've been through a lot of things, financial problems and stuff, and we feel like that God has spared us from, from all that. And he didn't spare us for me to just go play golf the rest of my you, You've seen my golf game. You know that wasn't the case. That's a good thing, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so when this when this opportunity presented itself, you know, we prayed about it and we just we said, you know, we we have this desire. We'll go until we got to get a no. And 
we never got a no. <laughs> so, we're good. I think I think for us too, I think there are a lot of women that are even my age that are would would like to adopt. I found that to be true. The places we go with the children, uh, we draw a lot of attention now at our age and with the children. But I think the thing that the girls and I began to pray early on was that. We wouldn't be pushing Mike into something that he wasn't ready for. And so we just began to pray that if we felt like God was telling us that we wanted to adopt these three children, that how would that reflect on him given his past and everything? And I said one morning I got up and and I said, what do you think about all this? And he said, I don't think God saved me from all that he did just to go pitch my hammock on a hill and call it done. So I knew then (laughs) that we were on to... uh, to a big adventure, and boy, was it bigger than ours. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, what prompted you to do all this? What, what, what was it that pushed you to, to do this? What prompted you to do that? Well, it was actually our oldest daughter, the one that's getting married, Mary Michael. Um, she had been to Guyana for five years in a row with our church on a mission trip and fell in love with this little girl, Davy. And when, when she first went, she was only two years old. And... Um, she came back every year saying, I'd love to adopt this girl. But, you know, she knew it wasn't realistic being in college and all. And then the last year she went, she found out that her mother, her, her biological mother's rights had all been revoked. She'd been in and out of prison and had trouble, you know, with drugs and stuff. And, and so she said she's, they've revoked all her rights. She's totally adoptable now. But she has a brother and a sister, you know. What do you all think about adopting three children? That was the first that was the introduction to it. No, no, that wasn't right. The first, thing was, the first thing was we were trying to think of somebody that would adopt them. That's who, true. That's who true. could adopt them? You know, we were, big, I mean, just on it all the time. Who could adopt them? Oh, we know all these couples that could adopt them. And then one night, like in the middle of the night, it was like, oh, Mike, why don't we adopt them? You know, that, you know, and I have found out one thing. And I'd like to challenge your audience on this. If there's anybody out there in your audience that's in their 50s, um, I'm a much better parent at 53 than I was at 26. I don't care as much about uh, how they look and how they dress as well as the fact that we sit around the table and have dinner together and we share a lot of family time together. We all like being at home an awful lot. So. I think the second time around, um, it's actually been, I have a lot more patience, a lot more wisdom. I'm not learning as I go like I did on the first one. I feel like I need to go back and apologize to everybody on that first (laughs) child. But it's just been a much more relaxed kind of environment, which I think is perfect for their transition. So they've just had an incredible transition. Um, They're well-loved at church, at school, everywhere we go. And, And just to see them just opening up like little, little, Buds in a vase is just a, a marvelous thing to, to behold. That's wonderful. The, the, the first children are always the, the test runs, right? right? Love you, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think their life would have been like if, if you had not adopted them? Well, um, their, their life right now, while they're in school, uh, in Guyana, there's a very big, is it the Muslim? Yes. Very big Muslim. Uh, Hindu. Hin- excuse me. It's a mix of a lot of things, but very big Hindu base there. And they're looked at as outcasts, the ones that live in the home. You know, everybody is poor in Guyana, but they're the poorest of the poor because, mm-hmm. you know, they're looked at as not wanted. They live know? in a children's home. And, and, and so at school, they were just treated, treated very poorly and picked on. And, you know, all they had was each other, the other children in the home. When they came here, 
when we got to the airport, I don't know if you've seen the video when we got to the airport, but there was a crowd there, and we had a huge support group. And when they got to Landmark, they were almost like rock stars. <laughs> so right now, it's better already because they're very well loved as opposed to being, you know, um, like despite, not despised, but, you know, picked on. And in the long run, we looked ahead and we saw that even if, you know, this home is doing a great job trying to, to raise the children and all, but, but when they turn 17, they can no longer legally stay in the home. And so they're put out and they have, you know, no, skill. no, no family and no really skill, no education, nowhere to go. Their mm -hmm. schools, I went to visit their school a couple of times and I was just appalled that mostly it's just things that are transposed from the chalkboard. That's it. Uh, they don't have anything that connected to anything there. So I'm, we're frantically trying to fill in gaps and do things and that, that make sense uh, as far as numeracy and phonics and all that. Uh, they're coming along. I can't tell you how well they're doing in school. I mean, uh, it's just amazing to me that with, with, with parents, with people that love and nurture you, that tuck you in at night and care about you, um, how far they've come in such a short period of time. I do have to tell you this. I absolutely, you know, had two girls. I love having this little boy. It's just absolutely <laughs> undone me. I'm like crazy about him. And I'm pretty hard on him. And one day we were doing something, and I was getting on to him about something, and he looked at me, and his hands were all up in the air like this. And I said, what? Why are your hands like that? And he goes, Mom, you know I would die for you, right? <laughs> so I said I had to go wipe my tears from my eyes because, I, I mean, he loves me that much. And, yeah. and I, I see it in him, and, and, and it's just almost like it was always meant to be, that even though his biological mother um, uh, disappeared off the radar, it was always like it was always meant to be for, for me to be his and him to be mine. And it's just, uh, I can't tell you how much I love having a little boy. Wonderful, wonderful. What's the biggest change that, that has occurred in their life since coming to the United States and, and joining your family? Hmm. Well, they, they tell us all the time the thing, the number one thing, you know, and this, this sounds like a cop-out kind of, but they just love having a family. Yeah. They love having not only a mom and a dad, but now they have cousins, mm -hmm. and they have grandmothers, and they have aunts and uncles, and you know, people that love them. I mean, they see them, you know, very, very, you know, uh, uh, very frequently, and they're like, that's my family, you know, and they're very proud of that. And the other thing, second second to that, is food. Their, oh, food, yeah. their food down there they had was, uh, we found out they were kind of hungry. You know, they were doing the best they could, but still they were hungry, and they did well that day. You just skip a meal, and nobody cared that evening if you had food or not. So I think when Amy, the oldest, just loved everything, and then she said, Mom, I quit worrying about food because now I know when we run out of things, you go back to the store and buy it, you know. So, <laughs> we so take, been, we think, take things for granted sometimes, don't we? Right. We sure do. And I talk Mike and, and me, we just appreciate the, I mean, just things so much more uh, than we did before. And I think they do too. We just see things differently than we did before. Mm -hmm. So... And so what are your hopes and aspirations for, for Amy and Brian and David? Well, I think number one, that, and I, I think we're seeing that happen, is that they already had a good training in um, uh, Bible stories and things like that. They knew. But to, to know that they're coming to know Christ in such a way, the girls love praise and worship. They were in a praise and worship dance class this past year. 
And just to watch them learn to love to love the Lord has just been, I mean, that's that's the greatest call on any of our kids' lives is to 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 get to know and fall in love with Jesus Christ. And and it's happening. It's happening before our eyes. It's, uh, Amy Amy is at Camp Windshape. They're all three at Camp Windshape this this week, and they were sponsored by uh, Trudy Kathy, who's a friend of ours, uh, and fell in love with the, the adoption thing and. And sent them all three to a two-week camp. And, you know, Mike and I couldn't afford to spend $5,000 on a two-week camp. But they're up there, and they're getting good training, and, and they've been preaching the gospel to them. And, and Amy said one night to her counselor, I didn't know I was royalty till today. You know, I, I'm a royal heir to the king. And I just love that, that she's learning that. And, that, and I think the thing that we watch about her is she's just kind of like, She's a great person. She loves others. She's very direct, but she's she's reaching out to friendships and, and, and healing things at school. So I don't know. I, I think the rest of it will be in God's hands. That, that He doesn't tell you exactly how the, everything will go, but he just calls us to go. So uh, we went, and, and we pick them up on Friday, and I'll be the mama that's crazy running down there to see them. So. <laughs> well, that's great. great well, I hope you know you just preached my sermon. <laughs> well, just, just send us a check. <laughs> That's good. We, you know, we, I, I was hoping at, at this point in, in the interview to, to meet the kids, but the, as Mike and Becky told you just now, they are at uh, at Kent, Camp Windshape, which is sponsored by. Oh, there they are. Good, excellent. Uh, uh, Camp Camp Windshape is sponsored by uh, Chick Fil A and Truett Kathy, the owner of Chick Fil A, and it is held at. Becky and Mai's uh, alma mater at Barry College, and uh, Kay Gardner is here, uh, my former Spanish professor. Say hi, say hi to Kay, Becky. Hi, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but we met them by by photo there, and they're and they're precious kids. And we want to thank you uh, for what you've done. You're an inspiration to us. Your your story is is really an inspiration. It speaks to us not only about yourself, uh, but it speaks to us a lot about, about grace and acceptance and love, kind of like God. Yeah. And, yeah. and as you were talking about um, them having not only your family, but cousins and friends and church, as we are adopted into the family of God, we also have an extended family as well. Not only, yeah. not only God as, as our Father, but... Also, the people here as brothers and sisters and cousins well, Tim, and friends. Tim, I've got to tell you this, though, before I go. I've got to tell that audience, I've got to challenge them that there are children, I mean, that need placement. And if you're on the fence about it, then get down on your face and pray about it because I highly recommend it. It's very sacrificial. We live on a little tiny bit of money, but we have the great blessings of uh, that, that we feel like God is, provides in other ways. So, uh, so you're in your 50s. You're the best candidate. We, when we went to our home study, we found out that people our age are actually the best candidates for adoption because they've, they're, they're, they're just... They have a track record already. Yeah. 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 And I was just going to say real quick, too, to, you know, to follow up on what you were saying. Not, you know, the, the children have told us how much it's blessed them. The way that we've been blessed is... You get another. You get a glimpse into a little bit of God because you you see, you know what we've done for the children. I mean, you can kind of see that that's exactly what He's done for us. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And it just really, it's, it's, it's another way that you can really kind of get another glimpse of what God's personality is like. Now you just preached the other half of my sermon. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't steal your thunder. Though. That's all right. Well, thank you so much for being with thank us. You. We really appreciate it. And, and this has been a great, uh, a, a great joy for me. It's great seeing you. I see Mike every once in a while whenever he comes to our guys' getaway. I haven't seen you in a long time, Becky, but I'm glad to see you through Skype here. So. Well, thanks for having us. Bless both of you and your children. We've already been blessed in so many different ways this morning just from uh, what you've already seen. And the music in this church is incredible. Um, Summer and Jeek have already blessed us with beautiful pieces. I love I'd Rather Have Jesus. And I even thought about singing um, As the Deer, which is what Summer played this morning. I thought it was a Presbyterian hymn. I didn't know you guys knew it. It's beautiful. But instead, I chose today a song that is based on the old rugged cross, and it's unfamiliar to you, I imagine, but when you get to something that is familiar, please, I'd love for this cloud of witnesses to join me, and I'll let you know when I'm ready to go back to the original melody. And I love that old cross. 
Thank you so much, Betty. What a wonderful day it's been, hasn't it? You know, and, and since um, I said Becky, didn't I? Betty, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, of Becky Joyner. Since uh, Mike and Becky have already preached my sermon, I'm tempted just to say amen and go home, but, you know, that's not going to happen. A man in, in Wilton, Connecticut named Gary Clark uh, told a remarkable story in guideposts a number of years ago. He said that one night in 1975, he made a new friend at a local restaurant, and his new friend's name was Steve Barbin. He just happened to be seated uh, at, the ne- at the table next to each other, and they got to talking. And by the time they, they finished their, their burgers, they had pushed their tables together and were well on their way to becoming best of friends. In fact, they grew so close that, that they finished each other's sentences. They, they shared belly laughs at jokes that nobody else seemed to get. Uh, even the, the rhythms of their speech seemed to, to become very similar. And they were so close that at Steve's wedding, Gary told Steve that he was truly his brother. Now, of course, that was a, a figure of speech. But Gary said that his parents had tried for many years to have a child before he came along, and they called him their little gift from God. But Steve, on the other hand, was adopted. Steve had known that he had been adopted for many years, and he had told Gary about many of the positive experiences of being adopted. Well, Gary and Steve had been best buddies for about 23 years When out of the blue, on December of 1998, Gary got a telephone call from a woman with the Connecticut Department of Family and Children's Services. She needed to confirm Gary's name and birth date. And then she said, you should probably be sitting down before I tell you why I'm calling. Did you know that you're adopted? Well, Gary asked, are you sure that you have the right Gary Clark? But she persisted, and she said, believe me, I wouldn't do this if, it, if I weren't sure. Then she said, one of your biological siblings is in need of urgent medical information from his family, and that's why I'm calling. Well, Gary was floored. His parents had never told him that he had been adopted. and They had always treated him as, as if he were their own biological child, never once saying that he was adopted. And And he assumed that that they just wanted to protect him somehow. But the lady from the Department of Family and Children's Services went on and and said, in all of my years in this work, I've never seen a case like this. She said, your biological parents lived in Bridgeport. They had 13 children, and nine of them were adopted by other families. Then she said, is there someone besides your parents that you can talk to about this, somebody that you're close to? And And Gary immediately thought about Steve. He said, well, well, my buddy Steve is adopted, and he's okay with it. So I guess I will be too once I've had some time to get used to the idea. And then she asked, what's Steve's last name? And he said, Barbin. And the lady said, Gary, Steve is your brother. Hmm. Truly, your brother. What a wonderful story that is. One of those serendipitous events that bless our lives from time to time. Well, our our lesson for today from Paul's letter to the Ephesians is about adoption. 
And the people that Paul is talking about who were adopted are you and me. We are adopted. Paul begins his lesson by saying, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he destined us for adoption to become his child through Jesus Christ in accordance with his good pleasure and will. Did you hear that? God has chosen us to be his own adopted children. Now, biblically, the concept of adoption is an, an interesting metaphor. You won't find the word adoption anywhere in the Old Testament. And the reason why is because adoption was not practiced in the Old Testament world, at least not by the Jews. Nor was it practiced among Jews in the New Testament time. Jesus never used the word adoption, nor any of the, the, the four Gospels never, never used the word there. You see, adoption is a concept that the Apostle Paul introduced from his background as a Roman citizen. He used the term at least five times in his writings to, to different churches, and it was a pretty common practice in the Roman world for wealthy families who did not have a son to adopt one in order to have someone to inherit their property. So you see, it was a very special thing in the Roman world for someone to be adopted. And it's still a special thing to be adopted today. Just as we have seen with, with Davey and, and, and Amy and Brian Joyner this morning. Can you imagine what their lives would have been like can you imagine how their lives have, have been changed because they have now become a part of, of Mike and Becky's family? They lived in an orphanage with dozens of other children. They got very little special attention, their, and their prospects in life were, were limited. And I know that there are exceptions in, to these kinds of things, but for most kids like them, they were probably destined for a life of hardship and poverty. But now they are comfortably ensconced in a family who loves them, enjoying the blessings of middle-class America. And they're old enough to recognize how blessed they really are, and they're grateful for it. Mike told me the other day that, that one of them had a little bit of a hard time at first believing that, that they were really permanently a part of the Joyner family. They... It took, took her for a little while before she realized that they were there to stay. She kept thinking that they were going to be, have to go back to the children's home in, in Guyana. But now that that idea has begun, has had time to sink in for them, one of them told Mike just the other day, I don't ever want to go back to Guyana. And the beautiful thing about that is that she doesn't have to. And that's the blessing of being ad adopted by God. You see, our destiny before God leads us in one direction. But after God has adopted us as, as God's son or daughter, our life is changed forever. And the blessing of our new inheritance is incredible. It's incredible. I heard about a little girl who came home from school one day, very sad, 
And her mother sensed that there was something wrong, so she tried to find out what the problem was. And, and at first, the, the little girl didn't want to, to talk about it, but finally, through tears, she told her mother that she had been made fun of at school by some of the other kids because she had been adopted. They had taunted her. Nobody really loves you. And so her adopted mother gathered her up into her arms and slowly rocked her back and forth and told her daughter just how much she was loved. And she explained to her that, that mommies and daddies who have children of their own love them, of course, but, but they have no choice about the children that they will have. They simply get what they get. But we, on the other hand, she said, we chose you. We looked and searched out and searched, and, and out of all of the children we saw, we chose you. And that's how much we loved you from the very beginning, from the very first time we laid eyes on you. Yes, my friends, it's a special thing to be adopted. And the Apostle Paul tells us that you and I, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, have been adopted by God. And that's why we are heirs to every good thing that God has. We are heirs of God's kingdom. We are heirs of God's glory. We are heirs of God's grace and love. We are God's adopted children. And we were especially chosen by God because God wants children to share His love with. I hope that makes you feel great. It does me. But I want you to notice that there is a purpose to our adoption. You see, we were adopted to be holy and blameless in God's sight. Paul writes, for he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. You know, that's a very important concept that we unfortunately skip over a lot these days, the idea of being holy. I know it's all right for us to talk about God being holy. In fact, we ought to to take God's holiness more seriously. but, But when we apply the word holy to our own lives, to ourselves, we become uncomfortable. The very concept itself has probably gotten a bad reputation. I mean, think about it. Who wants to be called a holy Joe? You know? And and there was a time when it was fairly common to call some of our more enthusiastic fellow Christians holy rollers. Who wants to be called a holy roller? And probably the most commonplace that we see the term holy is is in the in the contemptuous phrase Holier than thou. Nobody today wants to be called holier than thou. That indicates that we look down our nose at others and that we think that we are somehow morally superior to them. But because of that unfortunate, uh, the unfortunate connotations that the word holy has acquired, we, we might want to substitute the word excellent. Excellent. And so we we could say that Christians are called to live an excellent life, excelling in faithfulness, excelling in generosity, 
excelling in especially love. Because, folks, when we seek after an after excellence in these kinds of things, we don't feel ourselves to be superior to anyone. In fact, when we excel as Christ excelled, then we will seek to be a servant to others. Several years ago, there was an article in a national magazine about a number of religious conventions that happened to be taking place in Kansas City that summer, and the article was talking about how delighted the citizens of that city were about these conventions. Sergeant Hayden Kirk of the Kansas City Police Department tells why. He said that he was impressed by a woman who, after getting out of her car, noticed that a facial tissue had fallen out of her car door. And Kirk said, do you know what she did? She went back over and picked it up. Now, when was the last time you saw that, he asked. And also, he, he said that the, the trash collectors found out that the attendees of these religious uh, conventions had stacked their garbage in neat piles next to the trash cans uh, when they became full. And the parking lot attendants didn't have to argue with these conventioneers when they were asked to put their car in a particular place, recalling how other conventions turned into shouting matches because the visitors were so rude and demanding. But Kirk summed it up like this. These folks were terrific. Now, I know that these are small things, of course. But I think they represent just a little of what we mean when we talk about excellence in living. It means that we are to seek after excellence in everything. Everything. Paul tells us that God has chosen us to be holy and blameless. But I want you to notice how he qualifies the words holy and blameless. He writes, For he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. What a beautiful statement that is. We could put it like this. In God's eyes, we look as if we had never done anything wrong. It's not that we're such great people. And it's not that we never do anything wrong or will again. It's just that God loves us so much that in God's sight, we can do no wrong. In the book of Revelation, we are told that we will inherit beautiful white robes when we enter into the presence of God. But how do we get those robes so, uh, so white, whiter than white? It's not the latest detergent. No. The writer of Revelation tells us that they are white because they have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And the point is that holiness is not something that we can earn. Instead, it's something that is given to us by God because of what Christ has done in our behalf. Pastor Mickey Anders tells a story that was circulated on the Internet a while back, and the author is unknown, but it's said to be a true story. But honestly, you you can't be sure of that. It's kind of like a sign that I saw posted on my Facebook a few days ago that said, you can't trust quotes posted on the Internet attributed to famous people, signed Abraham Lincoln. But this particular posting is a letter 
is written to a man on death row. The letter was written by the father of the man who was killed by the death row inmate. And here's how it reads. You are probably surprised that I, of all people, am writing this letter to you. But I ask you to read it in its entirety and consider its request seriously. As the father of the man whom you took part in murdering, I have something very important to say to you. I forgive you. With all of my heart, I forgive you. I realize that it may be hard for you to believe that I forgive you, but I really do. At your trial, when you confess to your part in the events that cost my son his life and and you asked for my forgiveness, I immediately gave it to you from the bottom of my heart. I can only hope that you will believe me and will accept my forgiveness. But this is not all that I have to say to you. I want to make you an offer. I want you to become my adopted child. You see, my son who died was my only child, and now now I want to share my life with you and leave you my riches This may not make sense to you or anyone else, but I believe you are worth the offer. I have arranged matters so that you will, that if you will receive my offer of forgiveness, not only will you be pardoned for your crime, but you will also be set free from your imprisonment and your sentence will be dismissed. At that point, you will become my adopted child and heir to all of my riches. I realize this is a risky offer for me to make to you. You might be tempted to reject my offer completely, but I make it to you without reservation. I also realize that it may seem foolish to make such an offer to the one who cost my son his life. But I now have a great love and an unchangeable forgiveness in my heart for you. Finally, you may be concerned that once you accept my offer, you may do something to cause you to be denied your rights as an heir to my fortune. But let me assure you that nothing could be further from the truth. If I can forgive you for your part in my son's death, I can forgive you for anything. I know that you will never be perfect. But you don't have to be perfect to receive my offer. Besides, I believe that once you have accepted my offer and begin to experience the riches that will come to you, your primary, though not always, response will be that of gratitude And loyalty. Some would call me foolish for making this offer to you, but I wish for you to call me your father. Sincerely, the Father of Jesus. Well, folks, that's what it's all about. We have been adopted by God to become holy and blameless in God's sight. We've been called to excellence in living. Our city ought to be a better city. Our family ought to be a better family. Our friends ought to be better friends just because we are here. Why? Because we have a heavenly parent who looks at us with the eyes of love. God looks at us as if we had had never done anything anything in our lives wrong. And and in response to that love, it's up to us to give God our very best. 
And that is my prayer for each of you here today. My adopted brothers and sisters. In Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to sing our hymn of invitation, number 341, Forgiven. And that applies to each and every one of us. We are all forgiven. And God does truly look at our lives as if we have never done anything wrong. God looks at us as if we were holy and blameless, even though we're not. But that's how much God loves us. And so if you've never made a commitment to Christ, I want to invite you to do that today. To accept the offer like this man writing the letter, to accept the offer of forgiveness and mercy and love. That's all we have to do. That's all we have to do. And so if you've never done that, the invitation is for you to accept that forgiveness today. If you're looking for a church home to be a part of, we invite you to unite with our church this morning. Or maybe you need a time of prayer. Maybe you've had some struggles in your life and would just need a little encouragement we'll pray with you and we'll talk with you if God's dealing in your heart in any way today we invite you to come as we sing number 341 forgiven would you come Virginia has come to our uh, to the to the front here of the church this morning um, to say that she would like to officially become a member of Community Baptist Church. And some of you are probably going, huh? <laughs> but she came she came uh, just a moment ago and says, I want to make this official. I know I've been a part of this church for six years now, and she's just never taken that step to to officially become a member of the church, but she realized that, that this church is her family. She said that she came to Henderson. She had no friends. She had, you know, just her nuclear family here. But we have taken her in. We have become not only her friends, but her family. That's kind of what we've been talking about today, isn't it? God is our Father. And that makes us brothers and sisters. And we are family to one another. And we are honored that you are our sister and that we are your brothers and sisters.
Um, you know the drill. We're all ministers in this church. And you've already shown a lot of your ministry to us through these years, and we appreciate them. And we look forward to those years ahead where we will minister together in the name of Christ. So, welcome officially. <laughs> we know you'll want to come and speak to Virginia and share your love with her, and, uh, and we invite you to do that. Let's stand for our benediction. Blessed be the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blesses us, chooses us, adopts us.